True Multifamily is an On Air Brands production and a proud member of the On Air Brands Network. This is True Multifamily, the show where we dive in on what really happens after closing a multifamily property. We're going to expose the role of asset manager. That's a person who has a responsibility of seeing the vision, executing the plan, and managing people, budgets, and timelines, all to deliver returns for our investors. These are the real struggles, the real victories, and the real stories of asset management. Welcome back to another episode of True Multifamily. I am so excited today. I have Jens Nelson from Open Doors Capital. Jens, thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Justin. I'm really looking forward to our interview today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah, you were just telling me some really exciting stuff about um, where where you are and where your team has grown to, uh, but we're going to get there. Why don't you start at the beginning? Tell me a, a bit about yourself and and how you got into multifamily, and, and let's, let's start there and, and get into it. Yeah, so uh, people may recognize from a little bit of an accent and sort of an unusual name. I was uh, not born in this country, actually. I was born in Denmark, but, you know, through um, a trip to London, England, where I lived in the mid-90s and then on to the U.S. in 1996. I've been here, you know, 24 years now, so this is definitely home now. Um you know, kind of started the traditional path that most people do, you know, to get an education, they get a job, they save in their 401k, and I think that's what you're supposed to do, right? That's kind of the, the norm and the blueprint. And that worked really well for me for a long time. Yep. But it wasn't until, you know, my mid-40s, I was like, man, I don't want to work in another 20 years in IT. I don't want to, like, just work in somebody else's dream with the hope of retiring one day. And the idea of going out there and actually creating wealth for myself, my family and the community, it didn't really occur to me until that that time there in the mid forties, right? And I decided, oh, just the light bulb went off. And I was like, I gotta do something different here. And I didn't really know what that path was. You know, I started listening to various investment books and things like that. And really what what made the big shift was when I, I think it was the, one of the bigger pockets book that was the books that I listened to on audible. And I was like, Oh man, that's the path. That's what I need to do. Right. I just, from that day, just like moved hundred percent in that direction and has not, have not really looked back since. So it's been an amazing journey. Oh, that's, that's great. So what, um, do you know which bigger pocket pockets book that was? Like the earlier one, like how to invest in real estate, how to invest in rental properties. Or something okay. To that effect, yep. You know. Yep. Yep. I've <laughs> that got that the first one of many. Too. Yeah. Yeah. One of Brandon's books. So helpful. So, so much uh, great information in there. Okay. So you're working full time. Uh, you read this book as many of us have and, and do. And, and many folks who are get into investing come through the bigger pockets door. Right. What is it that, you know, you, how, how did you apply what you were reading and what is it you thought about your situation that made you think I, I can go do this and, and give you that motivation for the next step? Yeah. A couple of things, right. So I've, you know, I've been in the IT, have an IT career many years in the IT field. Right. So I felt like I was pretty analytical. I could probably look at the numbers and trying to figure stuff out. I'm usually good at solving problems. So I was like, well, this is just another thing to learn another skill to learn. And I then like immediately, you know, when I decide on something, I just kind of take action. So I immediately connected with a friend in my local community who I knew was investing. I was like, Hey, how do we do this? What, how do you do this? How do we, how do we get, how do I get started in this process? Like, Oh, you know, just 
call a broker, get some, get some deals, start underwriting and figure out if they make sense, right? From, you know, kind of back of the napkin. I was like, oh, that's not that hard. So that's what I did, right? And I had luckily been saving and investing in the stock market for years. So I felt like I had some, had some capital I could put in. So we were able to quickly buy um, a couple of smaller deals, a couple of four units and an 11 unit uh, deal within, a, within about a six month period. So that's great. First six months, you buy a four unit, you buy an 11 unit, uh, you're really off to the races at that point. And uh, that's, that's great. What did you do in IT? Were you a developer? No, more like a systems guy, you know, mm -hmm. and I was the last um, four years I've been a manager. So, you know, just kind of growing into that career, but it also was becoming less and less. My passion for it was kind of not as high as it used to be. And sure. I was like, man, I, I don't want to do this in another 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't blame you. I used to be in IT as well. I was a, a project manager for a software design company. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's uh, when you have the bug for something else, and and as many of us do, we, you, you hear bigger pockets, or you read bigger pockets, and man, it, it, um, you start daydreaming about how to get out of it and, and right. doing what you're doing. So <laughs> Um, so actually, you know, let's, let's talk about that very first four unit because, you know, you're, most people may start with a single family, you know, you're coming from no real estate experience. You've mentioned you had a friend who, who was doing it, but, you know, talk us through like finding that first four unit and, and the 11 unit as well, because that's, you know, 11 unit is, is a much bigger deal than what most people start off as. I would say four is sort of maybe the maximum. A lot of people start in that one to four unit space, but an 11 unit for, for your second deal in the first few months, how do you, you know, how'd you wrap your head around that? Yeah. So I did like, I did look briefly a single family and I realized I wanted to scale. I wanted to grow bigger and I couldn't really see myself buying single families. It just didn't really, numbers didn't really work for me. Uh, no other people have been really successful there, but that wasn't the path for me. So I, um, you know, it, the first two, three deals were really just through a broker. I connected with an older gentleman in uh, one of my markets is Albuquerque, New Mexico. You know, I got an introduction to a gentleman there who has been, he's an investor, he's a broker, he's a property manager. I got connected with him and you know, he, you know, he was just kind of sending me some deals and he said, oh, there's this one that just coming on the market. It's, it's pretty inexpensive, probably needs a little bit of work, but I think this is, this is a good first deal, you know, and we, we uh, went and looked at it and um, we ended up putting, it was listed at $115,000 and we ended up putting a higher 117 because we thought we were going to be, want to be a little bit competitive on the price and ended up getting that one. So great. That was kind of the first, like, wow, this is interesting. Here's my first deal. And I've only been <laughs> looking at this for a couple of months. Right. So, yeah. No, absolutely. Let's talk about that 11 unit. I mean, what surprises, you know, that, that, that all sounds great. Like we've got broker finds an inexpensive deal, sends it to you. And what year is this, by the way? This is the 19, sorry, 2016. So I mean, it's only 16. like four okay. years ago. Okay. Right? So, so only four years ago. Yeah. So market still relatively high, you know, inventory getting tight around 2016. So this broker sends you a deal in Albuquerque. He says, Hey, this looks inexpensive. You say, Hey, it's in my price range. Let's go. Right. Um, I'm, I'm sure, and, and we haven't spoken about this, but I'm sure it wasn't all rosy and, and sunshine days <laughs> from the day you closed. So can you share with us some of the lessons learned of, you know, jumping into an 11 unit? Yeah. So the next deal was that 11 unit, right? That was actually, you know, after we had gotten some initial success in that four units, like, oh, this is actually, you know, I'm starting to see how this works, right? Rehabbing them, getting some new tenants in there, raising the rent. So I was like, wow, this is actually working out. What can I do next? Right. So 
I, I would stay in touch with my broker and I said, hey, I'm interested, you know, whatever next deal you come, I got some money, let's do it, right? And he found this 11 unit, similar neighborhood, not the best neighborhood, but he's like, this is a seller finance deal because they probably realized it would be hard to get financing on it because it was a little rough. But the really cool thing here was, and this is where that idea of solving a problem, you know, as a real estate investor, we were out there solving somebody's problem. The seller had a problem, right? He he needed to put money into the deal, didn't, was tired of, of dealing with it. So he wanted out. I wanted into the deal, but I was like, man, it's going to need, you know, 70, 100 grand worth of work. I didn't have that. So the seller said, just give me $50,000 down payment, but don't start paying on the note for like 10 months, just take the cash flow and put it back into the property, right? So that was where that kind of, um, I don't know, creative deal structure came in and it worked really well, right? Because we got the cash flow, we put it back into the property and just rehabbing the units as they've been vacant and, and so forth. So that worked, that worked great. And we actually just refinanced that deal like two years out after we bought it and um, pulled, um, like all our capital, initial capital out of it. So that was pretty awesome. That's excellent. Well, that's that's a that's a big win right there. And and the fact that you were able to find a deal, a seller that was willing to to do that and work with you and say, hey, don't pay me for 10 months. I mean, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what a win. Um, exactly. So then let's let's keep going. So you so you bought that eleven, you're you're working on renovating. You know, what what happens next for you? Yeah. So then I was like, okay, then I felt like I wanted to grow bigger because again, I, I saw you know, the 11 units kind of show, start showing me the scale. And I found this 38 unit also in Albuquerque. Um, again, a little bit on the, on the rougher side of, it was a better area, but still pretty worn out property. And I actually, I approached my, my property manager, broker, you know, my mentor, I would say, right? said, hey, is this a deal you want to do with me? I couldn't do it myself. So do you want to do this deal with me? Um, we can... You know, I have a couple of partners that want to put some capital into it. We can all do a JV on it. He said, yeah, that looks good. And, you know, he's, he likes the challenging projects. So we ended up buying that. Um, it's about, that was like beginning of 2018. So about two and a half years now. Um, 38 unit, $1.2 million purchase price. It needed some work. So we raised another um we raised another six hundred thousand, or brought another six hundred thousand dollars to the deal to really put that necessary capex into it. Okay, that's that's great. So six hundred thousand in capex was this property. You know, how occupied was this property when you took it over? It was pretty highly occupied. I think in the nineties, but okay. low rents, terrible management, and the units were just. They were just old and tired. So we mm -hmm. put roof, stucco, parking lot. We've been renovating the units, you know, and we were a little bit slower than I would have liked, but uh, we just took it as, you know, we didn't push it too hard. And now we're, I think we have like one vacancy we're working on right now and stuff. So things are actually looking pretty awesome in that one. Great. And and your partner, who's also the broker, is managing this property? Yeah. Okay, yes. great. And do they have a team? Is it a property management company or it's just the broker is, is handling this? No, he's a pro he has a property management team. Oh, okay. I think he he has a couple of thousand units. So Okay. Yeah. yeah, one of the challenges that that we find on properties in that range, you know, that 30 to 80 unit range is is tough to find good managers who who know what they're doing 
and can handle a property that size because you, you can't have full-time staff. The property just doesn't support it. And, uh, you know, a good management company is probably going to want to scale up and, and move into to larger properties and, and others want to stay smaller. So I, I've always had a hard time finding a good management company in that, in that sweet spot uh, of units. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it, you're right. It is, it is a challenge, right? Because you can't have on-site management and stuff. So, you know, but that company seemed to do fairly well with that. And I think, I think there is, there is an opportunity for the investor in that space as well, because if you can find, you know, cause they were too big for a, an individual person to buy, but too small for the bigger guys to really be interested in. So if you can find that size and, you know, you can get good at managing it, I think there's a good niche there to focus on. I agree. I agree completely. Um, and there certainly are opportunities, as you've seen, as you saw there just two years ago, buying that, that property. Uh, I, you know, my first deal, uh, multifamily deal was a 40 unit. And, and uh, yeah, you got to find the right deal in, in that range. And, you know, there's certainly challenges with it. But um, if you can find the right deal, then you can make it work. Yep. So, you know, I, I think this is starting then the, the foundation for the next phase of the conversation, which is, um building a team because it sounds like you're starting to bring you said this is a jv you're obviously working with this property manager so so tell me then how you're thinking about you know the the teammates that you have with you the teammates that you think you might need you know it sounds like you're probably at a a, after you buy that 38 unit sort of at a decision point here and and tell us what what comes next yeah so you know i wanted to continue to grow i realized that you know the my funds were kind of a little bit exhausted now, but I also, you know, I started learning about what a syndication is and realized, oh, you can do unlimited amount of deals if you can get, if you can be influential enough and you can get investors to partner with you and, and close deals that way. So that was kind of the, I knew that was something I wanted to do. I didn't quite know the path there yet. So, you know, I enrolled in, in, in kind of a coaching mentorship program and started going to events. You know, I wanted to learn, but also I realized the networking aspect, uh, going to events, you know, having some sort of peer group that wants to do the same thing as you was super important because I lived in a small town in Colorado. Yeah, we had a small meetup there, but that was 10 people and most people were just kind of doing their own small deals. So it wasn't really that mindset that I needed to grow to the next level. So um, I started going to these events and I would, just see who were, who were like out there doing things. And, and I would just connect with them and said, okay, I see you're doing these deals. How do you get started? Is there a way I can add value? You know, how can we, is there somehow I can, I can come in on this, not like join your team, but at least I add some value. And, you know, it took it, took a while, it took a few sessions before or a few meetings before I found somebody, but I was really fortunate enough to connect with now my partner um, about two years ago not quite at an event and I just haven't sitting next to him, you know, we're similar age and he has been doing it longer than me, but also did kind of that slow growth with four units and 10 units and so forth. And had just started syndicating, done a couple of deals, but actually he had just won one and he was getting ready for his second one. And I was like, I would love to help you. I have some ideas around, you know, infrastructure and property, I mean, uh, project management and IT solutions, you know, is there a way we can work together? And he felt like that was a good, there was some synergy there. And that's how we actually ended up doing that. Uh, it was a 205 unit deal, right? So that was uh, a big of a jump for me from my 38 unit, right? Absolutely. Wow. What a, what a jump there. That's, that's <laughs> incredible. 
So um, I want to talk, I want to break down a, a lot of what you said, which is, I think the core of it is you, you approach this by saying, how can I add value to another team? Um, it would have been really easy for you to, you know, go to every person there and say, hey, can you mentor me? Can you mentor me? Can you mentor me? <laughs> and uh, I know, you know, I, I hear that question a lot from a lot of people. And, and I always say, like, that's not the right way to do it. It's how can I add value? What, what value do you have that you can bring to me or to a potential mentor? And so you came it from the angle of, look, I've, I've done some of this. I've got some experience. I've got background in, in IT. And uh, here's a value that I can bring. And your, your partner was like, yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's get together and, and add value to each other. So he's bringing value and you're bringing value. And uh, that's absolutely the, the way to do it in my experience. Um, but how did you guys, so, so you meet at this meeting, you're sitting next to each other. Um, there, there's, there's gotta be a gap between sitting in that room and closing on this 205 unit property. Yes. <laughs> Talk to me about figuring out, okay, do I trust this person? Um, do we, you know, are, we're literally getting married by buying this, this a giant property together. So how do we figure out roles and responsibilities? How do we, how do we sort of go through that entire process of figuring out this is someone I want to work with and someone I want to be tied to for the next five, seven, 10 years if we own a property together? Yeah. So, I mean, it is, it is the process, right? And first of all, you know, we hung out at that event and, you know, just got to know each other a little bit. And there was like some sort of, you know, it felt like we connected there. Um, and then I was like, well, in one second, let me, let me, uh, let's get on some phone calls once I get back and we can kind of talk about what you're working on. I can, and I'll share what I'm doing. And one of the things I had, I had been cultivating an, an investor network before I knew, before I had a deal for them to maybe invest in. So I said, I can definitely help bring some equity to this deal, right? Because this was the first, the biggest deal he had done. It was, you know, they needed two and a half, $3 million to close it. So I, I can help you. I can help you on the equity side. That's, that's definitely a valuable thing to bring into any deal. Obviously you need to have other types of involvement too. So the other aspect I said, well, you know, I've, I've done a lot of passive investments, so I can definitely help you come up with a structure that makes sense for this deal. So we're, you know, because he's in, he's in Western Pennsylvania. And, you know, if I'm bringing somebody from Colorado and New Mexico and those areas, that's going to look differently in that deal. They don't know the market. So they're going to look at how, you know, how can we present this in a way that people are going to be interested. So I, I felt like I had some value to add there. And then I said, you know, I'm a pretty detail oriented person. So I would love to help with the portal set up the making sure that all the documents are, you know, not, not writing them, but, but they're ready to go and the, the e-signature and all those things, right, that he didn't maybe necessarily feel like he had the time and resources to do, right? So just being the guy behind the scenes, taking care of a lot of the details, how, how, how was, I was able to add value. And I think the lesson there is we go into the real estate world, it's like, oh, we don't know anything. That's not true. We already have a lot of skills from our prior experience that we can bring to it. It's just applying them to a new business. And so don't throw away any stuff, anything you've learned in the past, figure out how can that translate into this new business you're moving into. I love that piece of advice because you're absolutely right. No matter what you were doing, um, you know, whether you've got a more handy background, construction knowledge or management, property, project management, like I had the IT setup systems, processes like you. I mean, there's, there's any walk of life, any job experience you've had, you know, you can, you can add to a team, add value, like you said, add value to a partnership or another team in some way. Um, and so, so absolutely. It could even be like knowledge of your neighborhood, right? If, if there's a apartment syndicator buying a property down the street from me, 
Well, I can add value. Even if I know nothing else about real estate, I know that street. I know my neighborhood. I can add value to that person that way because by, by being there. So there's always a role for somebody. It's just finding that person and adding the right value and positioning yourself so you can add that value. So um, you, you touched on, and I don't want to get too far into it, but you did touch on joining this group and you met this person, your partner at this group. And so I know a lot of people, especially bigger pockets, people are um, against sort of like guru programs or mentorship programs. And so um, I, I generally say, look, if it, if it fills a gap, if it fills a need that you have um, and it, you're not you know, mortgaging your future by you know, racking up crazy credit card bills to, to get into that group, then and you and you're intentional about taking as much value out of it, then it, it could work for you. Um, but tell me like what you thought about joining this group and and what else you, you got out of it. And and do you recommend that someone does that? So I think there you you're right that there is a you have to find the right balance. I, I think that we need to surround ourselves with people that are doing what we want to do to get that accountability, to get that mindset around where we want to go should you go and pay 20 or thirty thousand dollars for it well that that may be a bit of a stretch luckily back then it wasn't that expensive it has been one of the best investments i have done because just for the people i've gotten to meet right that's that's the only the biggest takeaway yes i've learned some stuff and there's been some education but just the people i've gotten to meet and you know, that has made that money back many times over. Of course, it is not a guarantee of success just because you pay money to somebody, right? Um, so you, it's really just about how you approach it and what you're going to get out of it. And there are no guarantees. I really think like, I do think like some coaching or some training or something is going to help you push you to the next level. I would not have gotten to where I'm at had I not done that. Um, you know, and that's why I do some coaching myself too on a more affordable level because I still want to push and help people move to that next level and 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 just to help people grow. And so so it's been great for me. Is it the right thing for everybody? I don't know, but I think we do need some help to get started in those things. Yeah, and, and you know what you said as far as you get out what you put into it. And so, yeah, you can sign up and, you know, for a course or whatever, you could go sit in the back room, not talk to anybody and say, oh, this was a waste of money. Or you can go, it could be a $5 event or it could be a $20,000 event, right? Or program, whatever it is. If you're going in with the intention of, I'm going to, here's what I need. I need a partner, I need capital, I need to knowledge or experience or education and go get it and go talk to people about it and really apply yourself then, then, that I think is absolutely the way you have to go to approach any of those. Um, so then, so you got the, let's move, let's keep moving forward. You got the 200 and 205 unit property. Um, tell us a little bit about that. How's, how's that going? Do you still own it? Yeah. So that would be closed that in June of 2019. So it's been, you know, a little over a year. Yeah. In Erie, Pennsylvania, 205 units built a hundred years ago. Which most people would be like, what? Why buy this an old property? But it had been renovated about 10 years prior to when we bought it. So plumbing, electrical systems, all that, those core mechanical yeah. systems, right? That was the first thing I thought was, oh, leaks. <laughs> Lots of leaks, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, but it's awesome because it's all brick and it's mm -hmm. like really high construction quality, right? It's still there 100 years mm -hmm. later, right? So, wow. Um, yeah, so basically, you know, a, a value add deal, not like crazy, just it was, 
it was it was under managed out of state owners a uh, little bit under managed and i think the rents were a little low right so we've just um slowly gone in there and as, as units turn just upgrade them a little bit raise the rent to market done some other work on it to kind of um you know keep it in good shape and you know we've been paying our investors after the first quarter at an eight percent annual euro cash okay. return right so Nothing wrong with that <laughs> right and uh so that's 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 been great um you know my, my my partner up there he also owns a property management company so they're managing it you know so the day-to-day operation i'm not too involved in but you know, we get on the asset management calls and just kind of talk about where we're at and what um, what's what we need to do next, right? Excellent, excellent. And is that where you ended? I don't think so, right? You have another? <laughs> no, a few more. So we did uh, we did uh, another deal in that same market with we got it on a contract in any late of February this year and then we all know what what happened right so we had it on a contract everything was looking good and then COVID hit and yep. we're like oh man what's going to happen now lucky the sellers were fairly motivated and we kind of stayed on top of their rent roll and their income and um, things were looking good so we ended up we were able to close it in June uh, 127 units you know similar similar market uh actually pretty good shape property as well um and that was just another syndication we did and i think we're going to do our first distribution here in the next few weeks so it's it's doing well as well excellent right? so um and then we're moving into um to ohio market we um have another 104 unit deal on a contract in cleveland that we were just up there about three weeks ago for due diligence so we're gonna hopefully close that in in the next few months right so we're still finding deals you know we're being cautious and making sure we're buying more like b assets right now because i feel like the c tenants are struggling a little bit more than maybe the b tenant that can work from home and, and and so forth right so we're still out there looking and you know deals still make sense for us that's great that's great now this um the the property in cleveland um is this the same team same team that's in erie same partnership group Main partner is the same. Uh, we brought on some other people that had some uh, interest in that market too, to um, uh, because the local, there was some other local guys that were involved. They they weren't really interested in moving out of there. So it's my my prime my my my, my one partner and then some other guys and we're we're doing this deal together. Right? So and I think that's the other thing I've learned in real estate. You can you can partner with different people on different deals because you know if that makes more sense for where they're at. So I'm a little bit opportunistic in that sense that, hey, here's a deal in a market and, you know, these guys are doing it and I can add value there, then let's go and do it, right? Um, I try not to spread myself too thin, but I've done a few different smaller deals with some other people just to experience that and get opportunity to get into to something new. Absolutely. So what would you say, so now you're a few years in, a few syndications under your belt, you know, for someone that's looking to you know, let's say they're where you were just a few years ago, looking to get into syndicating or buying apartments for the first time. Give us um, a few tidbits on, you know, lessons learned and, you know, good or bad as far as how to, you know, maximize NOI or partnerships or anything from, from start to finish that, that really sticks out as, you know, advice from, from you. Yeah, I think the first thing, if you want to go beyond your own means, you need to start connecting with with investors and a lot of people are afraid of going to ask for money but in reality we're not asking for money we're giving people an opportunity they otherwise would not have right most people 
don't have time or the education or the skills to go and do real estate, but they may want to get some money out of the stock market. So connecting with investors, it's something everybody should do, even if it's just, you know, your closest family, but just kind of getting that, getting comfortable, getting people on your list and became a little bit of a brand and a thought leader in that market. That's, that's, that's really important, right? Um, the other thing is there, don't think you can do it all yourself, right? Figuring out how you can add value to somebody else and create that team because you can grow much further with a team. I mean, and you have to obviously give up some piece of the pie, but getting a small piece of a pie is better than no pie at all. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, figure out what you like in the real estate business because there's so many aspects of it. You know, maybe you're really good at project management or construction management or connecting with brokers, whatever it is, find out what you're good at and then really kind of focus on that and let some of those other, other aspects to other parts of the team who are enjoy that as well. You know, absolutely. and just keep pushing forward and maybe a difficult time to, you know, prices are higher and that doesn't mean there are no deals out there. There are deals. You just got to work a little bit harder to find them. <laughs> Every year it seems to be the same. Like you got to work harder this year than last year, but you know what? That's, that's part of the game, right? Right. Um, so yeah, uh, excellent. So, so many great uh, pieces of information throughout this. You know, I think the core of it is figuring out how you can add value and, to someone else um, to build a partnership and uh, to, to join a team whatever level you're at, you have some kind of value, some kind of experience that you can bring. And, um, and then you can go buy, you know, hundreds of units in just a few short years, uh, like you've done. So uh, let me give you a moment to promote uh, your company or any social, anything that you want to promote. Uh, now's the time. Absolutely. I appreciate that, Justin. So my company is um, open doors with an S capital.com. If anybody wants to get on a free call, me to talk about investing or coaching, go to opendoorscapital.com slash call. And my email is jens, J-E-N-S at opendoorscapital.com. You know, so investing or coaching, whatever. I love to connect with people and, uh, you know, just, just take it from there. Add some value to everybody. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks. Thank you so much for, for coming on the show. I know our listeners appreciate it. And and hopefully you guys are listening, got a ton of value out of this like I did. Um, if you want to know more about Jens, his bio is going to be up on our website, truemultifamily.show. You can connect with him there, all the links to his email and everything else on our website. Please, if you like this episode, leave us a great rating and review, and we will see you next time. Thanks, Jens. Thanks, Justin. Thanks for listening to another episode. Check out our website at truemultifamily.show. And if you have an amazing story to tell, share it on our Facebook community, and you might just be the next guest on the show. We're also on all other social networks. Just search True Multifamily. I'm really, really proud to have this show produced by our company, On Air Brands. Check us out at onairbrands.com. We also have an incredible, unique podcasting event that we would love for you to be a part of. Check that out at podmax.co.